Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors are proud to be independent, just like you. They're owned and operated by lifetime Puebloans, not by any of the giant funeral home chains. This means they only answer to the families they serve, not to outside stockholders. Your independence allows you to select which funeral home you will call at the time of need or when considering a pre-need plan. That same independence allows you to choose a local funeral home where you know your wishes will be followed to the letter. Since 1922, they've worked hard to make a positive difference in the Pueblo community by providing service and care for families of all faiths and ethnic origins. Please call them today. They never use high-pressure sales tactics and will be happy to answer your questions and discuss your options at your convenience at their funeral home or in the privacy of your home. Call Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors today, 719-542-1552. Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors in downtown Pueblo. Hey there, it's Carly Moore here. This month on Pueblo's podcast, we're highlighting a few of Pueblo's city council members. As we start a new year, we're asking them what their goals are for our city in 2022. Now we'll chat with a handful of them. Some council members were unable to accommodate our request to interview, but please tune in each Monday this month to hear from different city council members. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Carly Moore. This is Pueblo's podcast. Our guest today is City Council Member Regina Maestri. Regina, thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited about this. Of course. Well, of course, we have been interviewing a lot of city council members. There are a lot of new faces on council this term. So we're very excited that you guys made time for us in your busy schedule so we could all get to know you. So you're newly elected to council. Uh, tell me how it's been so far. It's been very um, interesting. You know, you you have a get a different perspective from behind the scenes. And um, we wanted to, uh, we were elected to bring change to council, bring change to the city. And so I'm looking forward and to, um, I listened to my constituents. I, I canvassed quite a bit during the election and listened to what people had to say. Um, and I'm hoping to bring that perspective to council. That's my plan. So great. So tell us a little bit about your background here in Pueblo. I moved um, to Pueblo 32 years ago. My grandmother was originally originally from Pueblo and she decided when she retired, she was moving back home. I was 24 at the time and I chose to move back here with her. Um, I've lived in several parts of the city. I've worked here in the city. I originally started out working for Dana Corporation. So I'm a steel worker of the previous union 4206. Okay. Um, and then I got into um, construction management, uh, learning um, the home building process. And that's been pretty much my career for the last 25 to 30 years. And oh. I raised my family here. Um, I actually have one son and uh, he serves and protects our community. He's been with um, the sheriff's department for 12 years now. Oh, and awesome. I have had to travel with my profession uh, when home building started to decline in 2004. I was working for Richmond American Homes at the time. 
and you know they started the layoffs and so forth um, in Colorado Springs. And so I got into the multifamily renovation circuit and I traveled from coast to coast, uh, you know, working with different municipalities, um, renovating multifamily projects. Uh, that was the market. People were losing their homes and moving into the apartment homes. And uh, they wanted to um, make previous homeowners, you know, feel more like um, they upgraded a lot of the communities and so forth to stay in that market competitive, in that competitive market. And so I managed those projects. My The employer that I worked for had acquired several um, properties, like I said, from coast to coast, and I would go in and hire um, the subcontractors to come in and um, start the process. And we would renovate from all four corners of the property in. And so I did that for many, many years. Oh, wow. Awesome. So you do bring some unique experience to council. That's great. So um, I'm going to jump right in here. I know you've been on council for, oh, probably a month or month and a half so far, (laughs) probably. Um, Mm -hmm. But City Council recently okayed three new subdivisions in Pueblo. So what can you tell us about your goals for those? Obviously, I think affordable housing is a struggle all across the state. Um, what, what do you hope comes from those things here in this coming year? Um, I hope that we get them started and we get them done. That's my, that's my goal. Uh, I have several um, new housing developments in my district. One of the ones that we're looking forward to as far as affordable housing is working with Neighborhood Works. Um, They have um, grant funding of over $400 million, and they are planning to um, spend some of those funds here on the west side and develop that west side corner of Pueblo Boulevard and Highway 50 in that area. Um, They have somewhere over 600 homes planned, and then across you know, a Pueblo Boulevard, we're going to have the new jail that's going to go up on that side of Pueblo Boulevard, the west side of Pueblo Boulevard. And then we just annexed um, property um, on Wild Horse there. And that's all planned for housing and commercial there. The great thing about um, Neighborhood Works plan is that they are um, incorporating commercial into that area because you know they're going to need grocery stores, convenience stores, strip malls. And so that's part of their plan. And they're on the west side. And then also they had enough land to donate to one of our future fire stations for that area. And so uh, we have, uh, you know, we just recently imposed a $1,500 sewer connection, waste sewer wastewater connection fee. Um, to all um, future development, which I kind of thought was a little premature, you know, um, that doesn't help. You know, we're on probably one of the biggest um, opportunities right now. It's all been pre-planned for years. So, you know, to kind of throw that that fee on um, wasn't something I was for, having seen, having worked with development. Um, and you're getting ready to pull the trigger. And then all of a sudden, here's another fee. And so I was kind of hoping we'd use ARPA funds 
for some of our infill and infrastructure needs. And I'm hoping that, you know, we are able to make that happen here in the future. So Posada recently purchased the Sunset Motel on Lake Avenue for homeless and low-income people, 55 plus. Um, So what is or what can city council do to help Pueblo's homeless? Well, um, city council offered funds for that. And we need to make sure that our Pueblo natives aren't having housing issues. I've seen it happen in Denver. We saw it happen in Denver. They came in with gentrification and they built a lot of those neighborhoods. They just moved a lot of Denver natives, could not even afford to live in their neighborhoods. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen here and continue to push out. But they've got um, the monies that they put into um, the mission and the update of the mission um, for a homeless shelter. Um, they, we partner on food projects so that we offer some food to the homeless people, uh, the homeless, homeless population. Um, and so I think the city has, you know, partnered a lot with a lot of the different 501c3s in order to, to help our homeless population. I just recently, uh, toured the Springs Rescue Mission, which is a large property there. It's a 15, was a $15 million project, um, homeless shelter. Um, it was, it was really crowded. And, um, although it housed homeless people, it wasn't a form. It's not really, they do transition you through different parts of the campus to try to get, um, put you into permanent housing, uh, you know, a later date, you have to go through their system. It's a, a place to keep people from ex- being exposed from the elements, but it was almost, um, you know, for it being a new campus, it was quickly, it's quickly already in need of repair in a lot of areas, probably because it's, uh, the occupancy is, is pretty high there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there's parts of it that's almost seems like being incarcerated, you know, the rows of bunks and mm. things like that. And so um, even though we're offering, you know, people shelter, it could be depressing for that situation. And so um, I don't know what the answer is. I know that I don't like, you know, people having to be exposed to the elements and at what point how much can we do we're trying everything you know and at some point um i don't know if we could ever solve the situation right and yeah i i don't think there is one perfect solution obviously but let let's talk about this thing that has been affecting us the last 2 years now um covid the pandemic how is Pueblo doing compared to other cities of our size and kind of what's next for Pueblo when it comes to the pandemic? Um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping we're moving forward and it's over. You know, we've, we've, we're down to only 128 cases. That's half of what the report was from the last, you know, 
from the week before. So we're down to 108 and it just keeps continuing to decrease. You know, we've removed the masks and um, in the schools and there hasn't been an increase in cases. And so um, I'm just hoping that we're ready. You know, we're just moving forward, not just only as a city, but as a nation and and um, and that this is going to be behind us. As far as the vaccinations go, some choose to get vaccinated, some choose not to get vaccinated. Um, And that's just their choice. I don't, you know, we had less cases before the vaccination. We've had people be vaccinated and still get sick with the COVID. And then we've had boosters to try to circumvent that. Now we're out with other boosters. And so... You know, people, um, there are some people who believe in the shot, the vaccine, and there are some people who don't. Um, And they're not necessarily anti-vax. They just don't particularly want to um, be injected with this particular vaccine. So I'm just hoping that we're moving past it. I'm speaking with Regina Maestri, city council member here in this city of Pueblo. Let's talk about the gateway project on the north side. Obviously, uh, one of the pillars went up uh, in uh, December 2019. um, And then there is another one set to go up here pretty shortly. And so how do we make Pueblo a destination? How do we get the word out that people need to stop here versus just drive right on through? We have a lot of beautiful amenities here in Pueblo. We've invested a lot in our river walk. Uh, We have the reservoir. Um, People love to come to Pueblo Reservoir. We have nature trails. We have museums. We have a lot of history here in Pueblo. Um, We've been marketing it for years. People come here. They stop. They can't believe that was it it exceeded their expectations we exceed people's expectations and so you know um the covid obviously hit us here in the tourist industry but yet you know um with our most recent sales tax uh revenue we had the highest and we had the highest lodging tax um that we collected um ever so as we come out of the COVID, people are looking for a more relaxed, laid-back um, destination to travel to. The cities um, have gotten pretty congested, the metro area and so forth, and um, this is a nice getaway place, and I'm hoping that people will continue to discover that. And We, we, we invest in the Chamber of Commerce, um, and they do our marketing for us, and And, you know, hopefully they can capture um, tourism and get them to come here and stop. You know, um, that is an attractive entrance coming from Denver, the gateway. It's beautiful. We have a lot of pieces to this city that have been um, a lot of artwork up in the junction um, they have a little park in there that's got a lot of beautiful artwork in it. So we do have a, the, the attractions are here and we invest in along with the Chamber of Commerce to get people here. We have a new welcome center. So we have, you know, we're trying. 
we're trying to get them to come here. And so just keep working on it. That's about all we can do is just keep on working on it. Right. Yeah. Keep getting the word out, the positive mm-hmm. word, right? <laughs> positive word. You know, I, when I moved here um, 32 years ago, and I love this place, I could have lived anywhere in all of my travels. I've even lived in Europe. I could have stayed there. I could have stayed anywhere. I, I mean, Destin, Florida. I had a project in Destin, Florida, San Antonio, Texas, um, San Francisco, all across America, Las Vegas, um, Houston, uh, Miami, beautiful, beautiful cities. But I long to come back home. This is my home. Even though I wasn't born here, this is my home. My family's here. Um, My son, when he went to school, did not encounter the problems that other cities and their schools were facing and the challenges. It was, he was pretty sheltered here. I take a lot of pride in choosing this place to raise my son. And now he serves and protects our community. So he's just as invested in it as I have been um, wanting to still be here, be with my, my, be with my family. And I notice a lot of families have, you know, raise their children and their children have to grow up, grow, they grow up and then they go to college and then they find work somewhere else. I would like for Pueblo to be a place where the families can stay together. Right. Awesome. And let's talk future plans for attracting new businesses and industry to Pueblo. Obviously we were just talking about all the great things that our city has and the positive sides. How do we get more um, businesses to, to, put their roots down here. Mm-hmm. The taxpayers always show up when Pedco asks them to. So Pedco is in, you know, that's their um, main goal is to bring businesses to Pueblo, sustainable businesses to Pueblo. And the taxpayers show up every time something comes on the ballot. And so we, as the taxpayers, are doing our part by, you know, allowing the raise in our taxes um, in order to to fund PEDCO. So that's who Pueblo has chosen to bring the jobs to Pueblo. They're they're the experts on that. And so, you know, um, we just continue to, we can have, continue to put it in, in their hands or we can choose to do something different. If we're not getting that, because, you know, we, we still, the constituents are constantly talking about why don't we have more sustainable jobs? Well, we put it in the hands of Pedco. So only they can really truly answer that question. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Regina Maestri, for joining us, city council member here in Pueblo. I do have one more fun question for you. What comes on your perfect pizza? This is my dad's favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) I like it all. I'm a old-fashioned combination, but I'm also uh, grew up on the West Coast. Um, And so I do like shrimp on top of the combination. It's actually... A oh. pretty good combination. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'm a risk taker. So anchovies, I've taken that risk and I seem to enjoy a little bit of anchovy on that pizza. <laughs> 
Okay. Wow. Alrighty. What I've learned uh, from these last uh, few episodes is that if city council ever has a pizza party, we might have to get multiple different pizzas for everyone to be satisfied. I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Regina, for joining us on Pueblo's podcast. It has been wonderful talking to you. You too. Thank you for um, inviting me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Well, that's Pueblo's podcast. I'm Carly Moore. Be proud, Pueblo. Pueblo.